Welcome to Zichud Avsi. My name is Rabbi Avram Goldhari, and today we're Ksubis Daf Chav Base, the second parak Aisha Shin Sarmula. The Zichud Masechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three daps are going to focus on them. One, Ravasi said, Menangla Pesha Asu Pesha Yitzmin Torah. From where in the Torah do we derive the principle that the mouth that forbids is the mouth that permits? It stated in the Pasik as beating the Satil Isha Zel Isha. My daughter have given to this man as a wife. As soon as the father says Le'ish to the man, he forbids her to all men. But when he says Hazet, this, identifying the husband, he permits her to him. When the woman asks why source is needed when it says Svora, who Asra, who Shariwa, he forbade her and he permits her, it successfully demonstrates that the Pasik is not necessary. Rather, the Pasik is needed for Rav Huna said in the name of Rav. From where in the Torah is it derived that a father is believed to forbid his daughter to all men by declaring she's a married woman? The Pasuk states, as beating the Satali Ish, my daughter I have given to this man as a wife. Pointing to his son of Brisa, Isha Sha'amra Eshes Ishani, the Chazva Amra Penuyani, Nehemenes. If a woman said, I am married, and then went back and said, I am unmarried, she's believed that she is unmarried, even though her second statement contradicts her first one. When the more asked that when she says she's married, she has rendered herself as a forbidden object, Rabbi Barav Huna answered, The Brisa is discussing a case where she gave a reasonable explanation for her first words. An incident is related in a Brisa. With a prominent woman who was very beautiful, and many men jumped to try to be Makadashir, and she would say to them, I'm Mukadeshis. Later she became Mukadeshis, and when the Rabban asked her how she could become Mukadeshis to a different man, she explained that she would say that she was Mukadeshis to men who were not appropriate for her, so they wouldn't bother her. And pointing with Rabbi Yochanan said, Shnaim Omrim Meis, Shnaim Omrim Lomeis. If two witnesses said a man died, and two other witnesses said he did not die, his wife may not marry another man, but if she did, she does not have to leave him. And if two witnesses say a woman is divorced, and another two say she is not divorced, she may not marry another man, and if she did, she must leave him. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Yochanan allows her to stay married when the issue is her husband's death, yet requires her to leave when the issue is divorce, and brings three explanations. Abayah said that Rabbi Yochanan is referring to when one witness testified and another one witness contradicted him. In the case of testifying regarding the husband's death, he knew Rabbanan could betray. The Rabbanan believed him as if he were two witnesses. And Ula said, Whenever the Torah believes one witness, it's as though there are two witnesses. But the second witness is only treated as one witness, and therefore he's not significant. But in the divorce case, both witnesses are testifying about a married woman, meaning she was presumed single until they testified that she was previously married. And this witness who says she was divorced is only one witness. And the words of one witness are not significant next to the words of two witnesses. So once again, the three points are number one. Ravasi said, From where in the Torah do we derive the principle that the mouth that forbids is the mouth that permits? It stayed in the Pasuk as beating the Satil Isha Zel Isha. My daughter have given to this man as a wife. As soon as the father says Le'ish to the man, he forbids her to all men. But when he says Hazet, this, identifying the husband, he permits her to him. When the woman asks why source is needed when it says Svora, who Asra, who Shariwa, he forbade her and he permits her, it successfully demonstrates that the Pasik is not necessary. Rather, the Pasik is needed for Rav Huna said in the name of Rav. From where in the Torah is it derived that a father is believed to forbid his daughter to all men by declaring she's a married woman? The Pasuk states, as beating the Satil Ish, 
my daughter I have given to this man as a wife. Pointing to his son of Brisa, Isha Sha'amra Eshes Ishani, Machazva Amra Penuyani, Nemenis. If a woman said, I am married, and then went back and said, I am unmarried, she's believed that she is unmarried, even though her second statement contradicts her first one. When the more asks that when she says she's married, she has rendered herself as a forbidden object, Rabbi Baravuna answered, The Brisa is discussing a case where she gave a reasonable explanation for her first words. An incident is related in a Brisa, with a prominent woman who is very beautiful, and many men jumped to try to be Makadashir, and she would say to them, I'm Mukadeshis. Later she became Mukadeshis, and when the Rabban asked her how she could become Mukadeshis to a different man, she explained that she would say that she was Mukadeshis to men who were not appropriate for her, so they wouldn't bother her. And pointing with Rabbi Yochanan said, Shnaim Omrim Meis, Shnaim Omrim Lomeis. If two witnesses said a man died, and two other witnesses said he did not die, his wife may not marry another man, but if she did, she does not have to leave him. And if two witnesses say a woman is divorced, and another two say she is not divorced, she may not marry another man, and if she did, she must leave him. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Yochanan allows her to stay married when the issue is her husband's death, yet requires her to leave when the issue is divorce, and brings three explanations. Abayah said that Rabbi Yochanan is referring to when one witness testified and another one witness contradicted him. In the case of testifying regarding the husband's death, he knew Rabban could be betray. The Rabban believed him as if he were two witnesses. And Ula said, Whenever the Torah believes one witness, it's as though there are two witnesses. But the second witness is only treated as one witness, and therefore he's not significant. But in the divorce case, Both witnesses are testifying about a married woman, meaning she was presumed single until they testified that she was previously married. And this witness who says she was divorced is only one witness. And the words of one witness are not significant next to the words of two witnesses. All right, so now we go to Simmerdal Chavez, and our standard Simmer is a cab, a taxi cab. So here goes. The father was taking his young hush of a beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife, and was proud when she told the cab driver she was already Mukudeshis when she wasn't. Got frustrated when the cab got stuck between two aiding contradicting each other about whether a woman's husband died and another two about whether a woman was divorced. Once again, it's emotion. The father was taking his young Choshev and beautiful daughter in a cab. A cab? That must be warned off. Chabez. The father was taking his young Choshev and beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife, which reminds us the Pasuk of Esbiti Nesati Lisha is needed for what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav. From where in the Torah is it derived that a father is believed to forbid his daughter to all men by declaring that she's a married woman? The Pasuk states, Esbiti Nesati Lish. My daughter have given to this man as a wife. So the father was taking his young hush of a beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife and was proud when she told the cab driver she was already Mukudeshis when she wasn't, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa. If a woman said, I'm married, and then went back and said, I'm unmarried, she's believed that she is unmarried, even though her second statement contradicts her first one. Rabbi Ravuna said the Bryce is discussing a case where she gave an amatla a reasonable explanation for her first words. An incident is related to Brysa with a prominent woman who was very beautiful and many men jumped to try to be Makadashir and she would say to them, I'm a Kadeshis. Later she became a Kadeshis and when the Rabban asked her how she could become a Kadeshis to a different man, she explained that she would say she was Mukadeshis to men who were not appropriate for her so they wouldn't bother her. So the father was taking his young Choshev and beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife and was proud when she told the cab driver she was already Mukadeshis when she wasn't. 
got frustrated when the cab got stuck between two aiding contradicting each other about whether a woman's husband died and another two about whether a woman was divorced. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said that if two aiding said that a man died and two other aiding said he did not die, his wife may not marry another man. But if she did, she doesn't have to leave him. But if two witnesses say a woman is divorced and another two women say that she's not divorced, she may not marry another man. And if she did, she must leave him. The Gemara explains why Rabbi Yochanan allows her to stay married when the issue is her husband's death, yet requires her to leave when the issue is divorce and brings three explanations. So once again, the father was taking his young chash of a beautiful daughter in a cab to give to a certain man as a wife and was proud when she told the cab driver she was already Mukudeshis when she wasn't. Got frustrated when the cab got stuck between two aiding contradicting each other about whether a woman's husband died and another two about whether a woman was divorced. All right, now it's time for four Bar Hazara. Daf Yudches. So the similar Daf Yudches is a chuppah. So here goes. It was an embarrassing moment of the chuppah. Chuppah? That must be more on Daf Yudches. It was an embarrassing moment of the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Edim tried to pay the chassan back without Edim, which reminds us, the Gemara teaches that the halacha is HaMalvas HaChavero Be'edim Eno Sarchofaro Be'edim, that if one borrows from someone in the presence of witnesses, the borrower is not required to repay him in the presence of witnesses. So it was an embarrassing moment of the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Edim tried to pay the chassan back without Edim. And the chassan said, I lent you more. And the borrower was only Modibamixas, which reminds us, Rabbi taught me if name Ma'am Ratora Modibamixas Satan and Yeshava. Why did the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear that the denial of the other part is true? Chazaka ain't adamais panabifnei balchova because it's a chazaka that a person is not brazen enough to deny his obligation in the face of his lender. Therefore, it's possible that the debtor really wished to deny the entire loan. And the reason he did not deny it entirely is only because the person is not brazen enough to deny the entire loan to the face of the lender. Rubber brings another rationale as well. So it was an embarrassing moment of the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Edim tried to pay the chazaka back without aiding. And the chassan said, I lent you more, and the borrower was only us. And then the aiding suddenly spoke up and said, we were forced with a financial threat, but were not believed, which reminds us. The next mission states that if witnesses come to certify a document and they say, this is our handwriting, but we were forced to sign, and we were minors when we were signed, or we were unfit to testify, they're believed. Rami bar said that this applies when they were forced with a threat to their lives, but if they said they were forced with a threat to their finances, they're not believed because a person cannot establish himself as a Russia. Russia explains that a witness cannot disqualify himself with a self-incriminating statement because a person is considered related to himself and a person cannot testify about his relatives. So the sin of is a yacht. So here goes. The famous detective who came on board the yacht, the yacht, that must be warned of Yutes. The famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the borrower, or lender, or Aiden shouted the words, Shtar Aman which reminds us, if you just said in the name of Rav, Ha'omer Shtar Aman Huzeh, If one says concerning a loan document, this is a document written on trust, he's not believed. Rush explains that the loan never took place. Rather, the borrower wrote it and gave it to the lender in anticipation of the loan and trusted that the lender would not try to collect payment unless the loan occurred, but then the lender broke his trust. The Gemara seeks to clarify who said it was a star mana. Was it the Lova, the Malva, or the Aiding? So the famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the Boer, Lender, or Aiding shouted the words, Shtar Amana Huzeh. 
and had the cabin searched for Shtar Amanas, Paruas, and Pasim, which reminds us of Yeshubin Levi said, It's also for a person referring to a lender to keep a paid-up loan document in his house. As the Pasik says, Let not injustice dwell in your tent. So the famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out the boar, lender, or aiding shouted the words, Shtar and had the cabin searched for Shtar Amanu's Peruas and Pasim, was in for a big surprise when two men claimed he coerced someone to sell him his magnifying glass, and although they signed the star, declared, Modahayu, Devarenu, which reminds us, Rav Nachman said, Aidim who signed a loan document, and later said, Modahayu Devarenu, our words of testimony were preceded by a notification of non-intent by the owner, they're not believed. Here, though, Aidim testify that before they signed, the seller indicated he was being coerced to sell and did not want the sale to be effective. They signed to help save the seller from the situation. They're not believed because their later testimony cannot invalidate the signed document held by the lender. Marba Ravashi said, in the case of the Modah, they are believed. This is because they are permitted to sign such a document to rescue the seller from the buyer's threats. Dav Chaf. So the Simon Dav Chaf is a cafe. So here goes. At the Basin Cafe Cafe. That must mean we're on Dav Chaf. At the Basin Cafe where two women were proudly telling their friends that their exuba was recently used to authenticate signatures, which reminds us, we do not certify a star except from a document that was challenged in Basin and was upheld. Those from Nardaz said that when there is no certified document, we may certify a star only from two exubas, meaning the Adam had signed two previous exubas, or from the bill of sale of two fields, provided that their owners harvested from them for three years peacefully without any challenges. So at the Basin Cafe where two women were proudly telling their friends that their exubas were recently used to authenticate signatures, sat a nervous witness reviewing his testimony notes, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa, Kosev Adam Edusa al-Hashtar, who made Aleha Afil al-Achel a person may write his testimony on a document and testify orally from it even many years later. Rav Huna said this applies only where he remembers the testimony on his own. Rashi explains that he remembers in general on his own and only uses the notes to fill in the details. Rabbi Yochanan said, He may testify on it even if he does not remember the testimony on his own. So at the Basin Cafe where two women were proudly telling their friends that their exubas were recently used to authenticate signatures, sat a nervous witness reviewing his testimony notes, while his elderly waiter bragged that he could easily remember what happened over 60 years ago. Which reminds us, when Rav Chisna suggests that we can learn from Rav Mir, that Adis is remembered for up to 60 years, such as in the case of the tumor status of old mounds outside the Pathar city, the Gemara rejects it, saying that in the case of the mound, since it was not incumbent on one person to remember, we suspect people forget after 60 years. But in the case of Adis, since it's incumbent on the aid, he can remember it even after 60 years. Davchafov, so the similar Davchafov is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. When the surviving witness drove his Ka, Ka, that must be one Dav. When the surviving witness drove his ka and tossed a clay shard with a signature on it towards Basin, which reminds us, Ravuda said in the name of Rav, If two people sign on a star and one of them died, we need two people from the Shuk to testify about a signature, and the surviving witness cannot be one of them. If there's only one aide who recognizes the signature of the deceased, let the surviving aide write his signature on a shard and throw it into Basin, and Basin will verify his signature on the shard so that he will not have to testify about his own signature. Then he and the other person from the Shuk can testify about the other signature on the shard, for he will be providing only one half of the testimony needed. 
The more clarifies that he should not write his signature on a scroll, for perhaps a dishonest person will find it and write on it, above the signature, that the person owes him an amount of money. So, when the surviving witness drove his car and tossed the clay shard with the signature on it towards base, then it flew right between an aid and a dian, who cannot be much starved, which reminds us, an aid and a dian cannot be much starved, since the aid, according to the Chomim, is testifying about the amount of money in the star, and the dian is testifying about its certification. So, when the surviving witness drove his car and tossed the clay shard with the signature on it towards base, then it flew right between an aid and a dian, who cannot be much starved and landed in front of two Dayanim who were testifying before a third Dayan that they recognized his signatures on a star, which reminds us, the Gemara revises one of Ravuna's rulings to teach that if two of the three Dayanim recognize the signatures on a star, before they write the certification, they may testify before the remaining Dayan about the signatures and then sign the certification afterwards. The Gemara infers from here, aid Nasa Dayan, that a witness may become a judge in the case where he testified. This does not apply with Edus Achodesh, which is a derisa, but does apply with Kima Shtaros, the Rabban, certification of Shtaros, which is a derabban. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you that an aid and a dying cannot be mitzvah since an aid is testifying about the amount in the shtar and the dying is testifying about its certification? That's on Duff. Chafalov. Good. Number two. Which of you that when there's no certified document, we may certify a star only from two ksubas, meaning the Adam had signed two previous ksubas, or from the bill of sale of two fields? That's on Duff. Chaf. Good number three. Which stuff does the Gemara seek to clarify who said Shtar Amanhuzad? That's on Duff. Good test. Good number four. Which of you learned that a father can forbid his daughter to amen when he says, as beating Nasatil Isha Zed? That's on Duff. Chabes. Good number five. Which stuff you learned that a person who borrowed in front of Adim does not need to repay the loan in front of Adim? That's on Duff. Yodchas. Good number six. Which stuff you learned that a woman can say she's Mekudeshes when she is not in order that certain men don't bother her? That's on Duff. Chabes. Good number six. Which stuff you learned if one aide dies, then a second aide should write his signature on a shard before basin to certify, and then he'll testify with another aide on the deceased's signature? That's on Duff. Chafav. Good number seven. Which stuff you learned that when Adam contradict whether a man dies, if his wife marries a man when she shouldn't, she does not have to leave him. But if they contradict whether she's divorced and she gets married when she shouldn't, she does have to leave the man. That's on Duff. Chabez. Good number eight. Which of the women in eight can use notes to help him recall his testimony? That's on Duff. Chaf. Good number nine. Which of the women, if two Diane recognize the signatures on the star, they may testify before the third Dayan and then certify the star? That's on Duff. Chafalov. Good. And number ten. Which of the women, it's also for the lender to keep a star Perua, a paid up loan, in his house? That's on Duff. Yud test. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.